Welcome to Live Sense 8. I'm Sheila Applegate. And I'm Zach Hansen. And a special shout out to Justin Applegate for the composition of the Live Sense 8 podcast music. In this podcast, we dive deep into the concepts of consciousness and other interesting trivia in the Netflix original series, Sense8. We're doing an episode-by-episode exploration of how we can live a Sense8 life, and we're also talking with cast and crew and team members of Sense8 to hear the experience from their perspective. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Marisa Dranchak, Conscious Life Coach. Discover how vibrant life can be. You can find out more about Marisa at myconsciouslifecoach.com. And Divine Phoenix Books. Books with a purpose for a positive change. Check out Divine Phoenix Books at divinephoenixbooks.com. In this segment, we talk about what's going on in the world of Sense8. You all remember James Motlow, who was on our show several months ago after our incredible adventure with him and Maximilian Ewalt in Chicago. James is a photographer who has identified Sense8 as one of the factors in transforming his photography and taking it to a new level. He will be in a show called Not Normal, Art in the Age of Trump at Art Rage in Syracuse, New York. And Zach and I will be there representing him as he's not able to travel across the country for this, but we will have pictures for you. Also coming up in the very preliminary stages, Zach and I are planning a live audience Live Sense8 podcast in San Francisco. We're hoping to do that on January 25th. 2019, Michael Summers, who plays Bug, Sandra Fish, who plays Janet, and Maximilian Ewald, who plays Grace, all said that they would join us live for that event. We will be keeping you updated when we find a venue and secure the final details. Today's episode is a special tribute to Kino Works production facility in Chicago, Illinois. This is the sacred space of many of the Wachowskis' creations. And we have Dave Walsh, the facility manager of Kino Works, here to give an inside look into the creative force that has been known as Kino Works. We give a special thank you to Lily, Lana, and Karen along with everyone else at KinoWorks for the brilliance that they have brought into our world through this facility. We have the incredible honor of having Dave Walsh with us today. Dave is a lifetime Chicagoan who spent many years working in market research, waiting tables, and bartending. He got laid off around 2000, and took time to finally complete his bachelor's degree in psychology, intending to go right on for grad school for a master's in social work. With just one class to go, Dave got a call to work as a fill-in receptionist for KinoWorks, the Wachowski's production company. When the facility manager quit shortly after, Dave filled in as the facility manager and decided he would just stick around for the completion of one film, start to finish. But as any sane person would say to themselves, ha, screw grad school, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Dave joined the Wachowski's creative family and has been there ever since. Welcome, Dave. Welcome, Dave. Hi, guys. How are you? Great. Great to be here. Yeah, we're super happy and glad you can join us. Thank you. I'm really glad to be here, too. It's been quite a ride. 
I, yeah. I, I, like, <laughs> I like to hear about that. Screw it. And I'm going to live life. <laughs> I think it was Very. a good decision. Having a master's degree in social work that I don't use, it's probably a good decision. <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> Well, the burning question on everyone's mind is... Dave, you gotta tell us about your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody planted that on you guys. <laughs> you have amazing hair, sir. And oh, you really got... I know it's, it's, you got to... I've seen some of the, the social feeds. You got, you got the, the hair going on and everybody wants to know, how do you do it? <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, you know, it takes some product, not as much as one would think. Mm. Not a lot of time at all. Less is more. I go. like where you're going with this. <laughs> it's called uh, learning your gifts and going with them. Excellent. <laughs> well, you almost are branding it close to the branding of hair that Conan or Lana has, I think. You're tapping right up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot, actually. And I also hear uh, when people come in here, they think, is hair a criteria for one? <laughs> right? No, not. <laughs> oh, no, maybe it is. Maybe if I got rid of this, they'd get rid of me. I don't know. <laughs> but personality definitely is, right? Uh, you know, you need to be kind. You need to be yeah. able to get along. And you need to be able to uh, you know, uh, swing with surprises. Can't be too rooted in... Um, and regiment if you're here because things change quickly. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful place to be. It's been an incredible opportunity. And I am I am so grateful that I was able to say to myself, screw grad school, I'm coming here, I'm doing this. And I laugh every time I think that I was gonna stick through it through one project because their <laughs> projects are so exciting and so fun to be around. And, awesome. Uh, actually when I started they were working on something at first, I had said to myself, one project, and that, then that's it. I'll go back to grad school. But they were working on something that I said, oh, no, this is it. This is the one. That's the one that I want to be, this one. And then they abandon it. So I, Oh, wow. They, <laughs> you know, they'll probably pick it up at some point. But, uh, always working on something. Great. Right. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you stuck around. And I think... You know, I was thinking of this again, coming from that background myself and thinking you really probably in a lot of ways have just but not just but by being the supporting team for the creations that have come out, you probably ended up, up impacting so many more people than you would have as a social worker. So the intention just amplified. That is a great way to think about uh, life and what we do, uh, you know, to be the support team behind the creative team is so amazing. When you know your place and you get to do that and it, it becomes this whole um, group effort, everybody respects what the others do. It's really, really wonderful. And it, it is so great to work with these creative teams when you see how much respect we have for each other and mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving in and out of each other's lives. We're very enmeshed here, you know, professionally and personally. And it is really great. And yes, I feel like Sense8 has a lot of impact. All of their uh, movies and writing has such a wonderful impact. To be a part of that is wonderful. And to um, have that in any day is a, you know, it's a great life. Yeah. Absolutely. So we had the deep, deep honor of meeting you in May with Maximilian and James to have a tour. And that was such an incredible experience. I know this is audio, but I know you know this like the back of your hand. And so I want to just give tribute to this beautiful facility and all that has been created there. So I was thinking we could just kind of go through as if you were giving a tour and we'll talk like we did that day. Sure, sure. I would love that. In fact, you're that the best part of my job is when we get to share this place. One of the difficulties is how private the Wachowskis are. It would be great to share it with everybody. And there is, it is such a beautiful, creative, uh, and giving, loving space. It's wonderful when people come in here. And to be able to give those tours is great. They're always good. They're wonderful for me. I love pointing out, there's so much to point out here and so much to share. And to be with people when they're getting that is really, really wonderful. So, and you guys were a lot of fun. 
<laughs> we kept I you all day, I think. <laughs> definitely geeked out harder than I thought I was going to when I saw the chairs from the Matrix. Like I had a moment that I'd never thought I would have in my life when I saw the original chairs when Neo and Morpheus are having a discussion in those red chairs. Oh, I geeked out. It was so good. <laughs> it was one of those yeah, moments. It's hard not to, like in the movies, the Wachowskis know how to get you, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You just jumped us ahead in the tour, Zach. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Oops. I can get ahead of myself because I got excited. So when we walk in and we meet the wonderful you and you see all of this, just the aesthetics and the wood, and I remember one of the first things you started to share with us was the Leeds environmental aspect of the building. Should we start there? Yes. The Wachowskis, you know, they've had the great fortune of having such success that they were able to build what they wanted in the place that what that they wanted. And, you know, very much Chicago ends and attached to Chicago. So they spent a lot of time looking for an appropriate building that they could find. And one of the things that's very important to them is the environment, which is wonderful. So in the LEED certification, the Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design Program, uh, they, they are the ratings of green buildings, and they have, I think, four or five different points. The highest one could get is platinum, and they tried really, really hard to get platinum. But they couldn't do that because of all the technology that's needed for the building. So what they got is gold certification, the next highest one. What that means is anything that was in the building – that was here that could stay and should stay instead of doing a negative impact on the environment, leave it be. Anything that you bring in is made from recycled or renewable sources. And they had an amazing architect and they have great sense of style themselves. And they worked together to make, use those factors to make a beautiful, beautiful building. It's like when you look at our floors here, we have these amazing terrazzo floors, which I think there's pictures of them now. I uh, think so. Yes, good timing. <laughs> good timing. Now, but those are beautiful alone in design. But when you look at them, they're beautiful as well because they have recycled glass in there and recycled pieces of mirror. And you can look at not a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people pick that up. Not that very early on, but absolutely beautiful. We have a lot of finishes that are from recycled material. We have um, uh, acoustic tiles that are uh, made from recycled plastic. Incredible um, display shelves that are from recycled plastic, and most of the countertops throughout the building are made from recycled paper. So it is a spectacular place. Agreed. And then there's also solar panels on the roof and re uh, reuse of water. Technologically, it's very green and aesthetically. Yeah, it's a spectacular place. And thematic. Yes. Yeah, very thematic. So as we move through. You want to share some of the things that are on the walls? and, and Sure, sure, sure. Well, one of the things that's really cool is that there's, there's a lot of memorabilia, ephemera around. It's a great mix of things they've used in movies, things that have influenced them, things that have been fun or funny to us or striking along the way, and a bunch of their awards. So our tour, uh, we're, we have the good fortune of pointing out a lot of the props. When you first come into the building, I think one of the things that's really neat is they have from their first film, Bound, which is an amazing film, mm -hmm. they have a mock-up, an oversized display of a giant pole chain that he would use in a closet. So right. I, I'm sure I pointed it out to you. Yep. It's a great movie prop to have around because it's oversized and you look at it, kind of registers what it is, but then when you see, oh my gosh, that's <laughs> pole chain, you get a really good perspective that this is a movie place. This right. is a museum. Um, so we have that there, and that's great. And um, we have, uh, Zach mentioned, the uh, red chairs from the Matrix scene. Are you going to take the red pill or the blue pill? Those are always fun. They're always a real highlight. Uh, we have some amazing awards that the Wachowskis have earned. We have lots of props. We have bicycle that Nomi escaped on in San Francisco from season one. We have we were working on an on a on an area where they have big vehicles. They have a um, skiff that the Duna uh, Duna Bay in uh, Cloud Atlas escaped on. And then we put the bicycle up there that Nomi escaped on, and we got another blank space. 
and I keep telling them they've got to write another escape sequence so we can put it <laughs> right up there. But maybe uh, maybe it's happening. I know in that same section, one of the things that stood out for me was uh, Nietzsche's tampon was there. With the cough medicine. (laughs) With the cough medicine. Yeah. One of the great things about our job is we we get a lot of props, and we get them in several ways. One way is when the Wachowskis are done filming a scene and they know it's over, they point out the stuff that's important for them. They send it on. You might be using it again. Send it on. We have other ideas. And then it just kicks around in the office here we don't get warning that that is coming. It just comes one day. <laughs> Sometimes we get a big package. Sometimes a, a bigger package than you would ever want to deal with. And you open it up and there's no clue what is in there. So <laughs> you got to figure it out and protect everything, which is really fun. One of the guys who works for us has done such an amazing job. we got such a great team here. Everybody's willing to step up and do stuff. But often we open these boxes and go, oh, boy. Oh boy, what is this? What is this? So we look at it. All right, Jason, watch all of their films and look for <laughs> They could come right after filming. They could come years after filming. He does a great job. It's wonderful. And never complain. And he gets to sit in our incredible theater and watch Wachowski's movies looking for a prop. That's what I was thinking when you said that. That's not a bad job considering oh, the theater no. that's in there. <laughs> that not, and that often we have to watch them over and over again because we lose track get into the movie and, st- and forget that you're looking for the props but that's, that's <laughs> oh we do that when we're reviewing sense eight we like go to take notes and all this kind of stuff and we have to rewind because we've got ourselves into the movie you know or to the show and we have to go back and <laughs> what were the details again absolutely absolutely and then also um so then so we get props that way also some departments has worked with, often it's the art department, has worked with the Wachowskis closely on something that they believe is super important to the Wachowskis. So they will protect that and send it to us. So we get it that way, which is really, really nice. So sometimes we get stuff and they go, oh my God, we got to get this up. They need it right away. And then uh, the Wachowskis pass by. How did that get here? (laughs) Your team had a great experience with you, so thought you would like this, which is really nice. So, But yes, you mentioned the cough syrup and tampons and I remember uh, unpacking that and trying <laughs> to decide we had gotten a bunch of stuff from Sensei trying to decide what goes up and what goes where and I thought that was such a great scene. Amanita is so wonderful at that. Oh, you have to go up here and they've stayed ever since. Great. Sometimes we put something out and it gets mixed. Not a lot but sometimes we'll put something up and up there. No, that one doesn't really work for us. And uh, speaking of Amanita, we also have here, which is such a great prop, in season one, when they were at a fundraiser. I think it's a Halloween party. They're at a fundraiser. You you remember this hanging um, here? Was it a pride event, actually? It, yeah, I think it was a pride and event. And they were taking, she was getting donations, right? Oh, and there's right. a play. Yeah, the purse. Heart snake box that she's got strapped around her with a vagina opening, <laughs> and collecting the money and putting it in there. And th- when that one came out here, we're like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. right. So we have that right near our front door, which is yep. beautiful. <laughs> As it should be. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it is great to have this stuff because it does so many things. When people come through here, they get a reminder of something that's important to them. But we also get a reminder of the team who worked on it. It's just, you know, our department, music, yeah, so much goes into this. But so often when you see the prop, you're reminded of an, an incredible scene. And it's so many hands that touch it. It's really wonderful. You have a lot of people that actually kind of come and go based on productions, right, With that you work with. I mean, there might be a core group of people, but some people, depending on the project, come in and, and go out. And you have to develop pretty good relationships with them, right, before... Yes, yeah. yes, we do. We have two modes of operating. We have in-production and out-of-production. And in-production is really the easiest. For me as a building manager, it's the easiest because then we have to settle back, let the creative people do their creative process, not interfere with that. So make sure they've got a great working space. Make sure that everything that their teams need is here and ready and waiting, fed on time and warm in their room with the temperatures they need. We talk more about temperature than anything else. So in production, we have a lot of It's primarily post-production, but uh, we have four or five different teams here, and they are working away and working long hours, 
and uh, it's, it's a great time for us as well because we get to hear what is happening, and it's so fun when you hear music working on the same thing days and days and days and days, and, and at some point you think, I can't wait till this is in the show and I get to know what this is really about, mm-hmm. or, right. or the dialogue over and over and over again. We, we laugh a lot because sometimes we have a screen day. They're working on some scene where somebody is screaming, and editing is doing it, going over and over and over over again. And we hear it throughout the day. And then some of those people that don't work here come through, (laughs) mechanics and stuff. And you you see their eyes the first time they hear the screaming. Oh, nothing. And we're not doing anything. (laughs) And then when we're not in production, that's when we really have to jump and make the place so that it looks nice and is ready for a whole production team to come in. Or a lot of the, the great events that we host here. Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the events that you've hosted? Sure, we've had some. The, the, the most fun, I think, uh, are the fundraisers that we've had. The Wachowskis are so kind and have lent this place and worked on uh, many fundraising things. There's a great organization in Chicago, uh, the Trans Life Center, which helps raise money and funds and help disenfranchise people, especially transgender people. And we have had some amazing fundraisers here. And those are really great, too, because we get to invite people in. We have a real opportunity to show our place off and all of these great props that are around. It's really wonderful. We put together a nice program because we have a beautiful theater here. Mm-hmm. Karen's great idea. It was her great idea to turn it into a film fest. Use our theater and do the trans film fest. So we had two or three years of that, nice. which were just incredible, and raised money. Uh, we've also lent the place out to some other incredible organizations. University of Minnesota, uh, Human Sexuality, has been here, had their incredible uh, kickoff fundraiser, which had us uh, hosting two former U.S. Surgeon Generals. Just amazing. Wow. And to sit in on their program while they talked to their people. It was just amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then also since it's a very uh, family-oriented place, you know, very much a Kino family, things that happen in our own lives are just you know so important. We host birthday parties. We had a sweet 16 here for a friend of mine who needed a place. And actually, it was, it was my barber friend who's absolutely incredible and mm-hmm. also happens to cut the hair of mm-hmm. Alexander Dumont, a writer. Nice. The amazing Alexander Dumont. So, uh, because we love Pete at Father and Son Barbershop so much, and he needed a spot for his daughter Sweet 16, we thought, oh, I'm sure the Wachowski will be open for that. And when I asked uh, Lana, she said, hey, now, Pete, that's the guy that uh, Sasha, uh, uh, Alexander Dumont is Sasha. That's the guy that Sasha goes to, right? Yeah, that's like, well, of course we'll let him. <laughs> it's been really, really wonderful. Excellent. That's, that's beautiful. And one of the things I noticed when we were there, too, and you spoke about is that it is set up to be, I mean, I'm just thinking of a Sweet 16 there, because you've got the theater, you've got the basketball court, you know, you've got... The massage all- room, obviously, <laughs> yes. for the Sweet 16. <laughs> I stopped myself. I was about to say that. You know, I scared about having all those 16-year-olds here, but I never even thought of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go maybe to the the basketball court then so um, pretty unique it is unique and it's beautiful and uh the colors the main colors in there are red and black because the Wachowskis are well, first of all basketball fans but being Chicagoans they are Chicago Bulls fans and those are the bold colors and the reason why the basketball court got installed was when they were working on the matrixes they played a lot of basketball I have heard that it was outdoor basketball next door to wherever they were working. And they thought when we build our place, this is how we, you know, burn off our steam, relax, regather. We will put a court in here. So they did. And it's Chicago. So you know, put it inside. Get all but right. It is a beautiful space. Beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, extremely adaptable. We had to, we, we posted a lot of dances in there for when we were talking about parties, I didn't mention the amazing cast parties that we have had here. Nice. I think our best one was the end of season two uh, Sensei rap party. It was just incredible. The cast was here and uh, so many departments were here. It was really just wonderful. Oh, that's great. So we did a lot of dancing in that show. In fact, mm-hmm. we have had many parties where we hired DJs in the hopes that people would dance and use that gym. 
and no one ever really did. But at our season two Sensate rap party, it was kick ass. <laughs> yeah. Had a great DJ. It was really good. Right on. Sensates know how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> they, do. they do. They know how to party too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fun. That's great. And you said the gym's been converted, can be converted into a theater too, right? Yes, absolutely. Our theater is is wonderful. And when they're in production, there's two main departments that need theater time. It was VFX and editing. And I'm sorry, uh, VFX and sound really need it. And they, we were using our theater as a soundstage. And they were constantly jockeying with who's using it and when. So I believe it was after Loud Atlas. Uh, Lana said, let's give VFX the gym. We'll install a projector in there and put up a big screen. We bought uh, additional seating. We'll put them in there, and we'll let the other department use our main theater the whole time. And it was a great uh, modification for the building. And that's what, those are one of those those things that really make us hop when productions aren't here. We have our team of Kino work workers running around, setting it up for who's coming next. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might need to break that gym down back to a gym in an evening and have it ready the next morning for the um, VFX department to hit it again. So we like to be able to do those things without anybody noticing anything's been done at all. But then we also have converted that gym to an incredible activism space when uh, when political climate changed so drastically and we wanted to do something. Some activism was born here at Kino Works. Mm-hmm. Took that gym and set it up for postcard writing nights. And we supported the neighborhood coming in and people coming in to uh, send postcards to our legislatures about what we want to happen being the change that we want to be. So that was really great. Very awesome. Incredible to be able to have that. Which is another form of living sensate, right? Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Very impactful. So you got this family oriented environment with a beautiful building that gets used for many things. So it's not just like for production, but it's almost, it's also community outreach, connecting with people, um, definitely live in the sensate life, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that, you know, the, the Wachowskis, they, they don't stop thinking, they don't stop doing stuff, and it really, really keeps us on our toes. It's almost always an idea around of something that they want to do, something that we can try and do, and, you know, put our heads together and try and make that happen. That activism, what can we do right now that has power? Which is a great way to live. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And you've mentioned the the family a few times, the Kino Works family, and everyone that we've interviewed has spoken about the Wachowskis setting that environment, that stage, that energy field for collaboration and creativity and support within that. And I think that we see that we all joked about the massage, but when you take, there is a massage room in there, right? And um, and I think they bring in a massage therapist for you, right? Yes, we do have a massage room here. It is a beautiful space. It's very calming. Lana and my husband designed this. All of the people that they bring in, I'm always so happy to have uh, input in, in everything. And when it, it, when we were when Lana was starting this massage room, she was talking to me about it and. She kept hinting, I should bring my husband in to do this because he's a designer and I'm, I don't want to go there. And she just kept saying, is there anybody we know <laughs> can help us to do this? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think. No, I can't together we will. It was clear who she wanted and I was very excited. It worked out absolutely wonderful massage and I get to talk about it. It was gorgeous. Um, yes. It was a it's good beautiful. choice, and your yeah. relationship made it through. <laughs> we did. Yes, we did. There were a couple challenges along the way when he worked differently. I am often the person between the Wachowskis who is right. trying to get something done from the service, and there's no need. They're so busy. They're working on movies and doing so much. There are many questions that I can answer. He kept trying to get around me, but I do my job good. I would not let him. <laughs> but we made it through. It was wonderful. And that massage room is such a great place because it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's ultimately, 
when we need it, we bring the massage person in and just keep it keep keep it filled. Person after person is going in there, and uh, you know these people work really long days. When you're on a movie, when you work for movies, twelve and sixteen hour days, they are not unheard of at all. So to be able to take care of people in that way. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking, too. The theme of that goes through the whole facility between the massage therapy room, the basketball, the kitchen, and even the table in the conference room is designed for everyone to see each other, right? It is. It is. When they were working in there on, their, on the matrixes, they bring together huge teams of people. Watch the documentary, The Making of the Matrix. You can okay. see those special effects and editing all the people around them, and it's huge. So making movies in that vein, they needed a conference room where they can pull that amount of people together, and it's spectacularly designed. They have beautiful design flourishes, and ceiling tiles in that building are designed so that everybody can sit around that huge table. You can sit around and have a regular conversation from one end to the other which is great. And that room is also extremely adaptable. We have had many Thanksgiving dinners and parties in there. Our family, our own families and the Wachowski's family have had many Thanksgivings here, which are really That's beautiful. Wow, that's cool, yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday ever. Ah, so that's exciting. It's a day of gratitude, so I, don't, I think there's no better thing to celebrate in life. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, it is a wonderful day, and the setup for that is so much fun. It's really, really nice. Sheila, are you dying to say something? I'm thinking you can say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zach looking over there. Yeah. Oh, it's a little... The, Thanksgiving around here is... Um, oh, I guess I was. Right. It's... Um, <laughs> It's a controversy. We'll say that. Well, I have. A, I I like things. I I agreed with everything you guys were saying. I have a very strong connection to the uh, Haudenosaunee, the Native American community here. So you know, there's the other side of Thanksgiving right. that kind of gives me the. the I. I totally understand. Yeah, I was. But you guys were. I felt you know. It is a day of gratitude, and I was. I was. That's what I celebrate. That is funny though that you could pick up on that. (laughs) Not even looking at me, you're like, "Oh, Sheila. (laughs) (laughs) Sheila has an issue with it. (laughs) I don't have an issue with the day. (laughs) Just the just the story behind it. Yeah." Things, right? yeah. yeah, and it is a day of gratitude. That's how I approach it. Yeah. So, Dave, you've told us about this amazing work environment, the amazing facility, and all the great opportunities that you've had at Kino Works. But can you tell us if you have had any experience working on set with the Wachowski? And what's <laughs> that like? Oh, indeed, I have. All right. Two ways I've been with them on set. Visiting sets, which is amazing. It is just amazing to be able to visit the set. But then I had the great honor of being selected to be in the archipelago scene of Sense8, which is wonderful. You guys are familiar with that, I hope? We are. And I actually found your scene when you... (laughs) Not, I wouldn't have without you telling me but maybe yeah, when we got back to that because we are still in our episode three i think right? of, on, season of season two, two in the deep dive that we do so i may have found you going back through. going back no you wouldn't <laughs> it's like no but i really. did when i searched it online <laughs> you, you, you need to not blink in order to see it <laughs> um so, you yes. did so great <laughs> Thank you, my screen debut. It'll be a lot of fun. And such an honor to be asked to do that. Really, really fun. Great for posterity. Every time they come out with the film, I see subtle nods of other people around me, the people we work with and our friends. Subtle nods, and sometimes not so subtle to them, (laughs) character names and references. And I always hope, oh, maybe one day I'll see one. So this felt like that was... That was it. That was great. Excellent. (laughs) Well-deserved. I got to be in two great places to do that. I traveled to Amsterdam to visit on the set and to have a great time. While I was doing that, I swung over to Rotterdam. I am archipelago number eight. So in the scene, I'm towards the beginning, but uh, I am in this wonderful park in Rotterdam, which I wish I remembered the name of, with all of these amazing windmills. 
uh, Karen did the archipelago sequence. So uh, she wanted those windmills in the background, and I was happy to apply. Nice. Did you have to use a lot more hair gel that day? I know. I was thinking you were the perfect. <laughs> I totally was going there, too. I was thinking you were the perfect person because your hair would stay in place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I got that down for any. Uh... Oh, perfect. That's why we had to. That was the, that's why I asked first. <laughs> So, Dave, you got to get your screen time in, a little debut under a Wachowski movie. Amazing. Kind of envious over there, not that I'm an inspiring actor of any sorts. But what about visiting the set as a visitor? What was that experience? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. When you are, first of all, they always like to know when you're going to come, which is, you don't want to bother them. But then when you get there on set, you find out that the reason they want to know you're coming is because the Wachowskis give you their seat or a seat right behind them and right next to them, whatever scene they are working on. And uh, I visited Naples and there is a great scene in Naples where all of the sensate ride that tourist bus in through the crash it into the gate. I was there for that scene, and it was incredible. There's so much going on. There's so many people, and I am sitting there next to Lana, and uh, I forget who she was with at the time, but they put you right there, and you are in the action. You are sitting. They give you headsets so you can hear everything, and it is so giving of this experience, Mm. sharing this experience with you. To get to sit there with the director is just amazing. It's incredible. I could do it forever. It is one of the great fortunes of my having been here. One of the spinoffs is that I have gotten to do that over so many films, which is really, really wonderful. Is it almost like looking through their eyes in a way when they're doing the movie? Absolutely, yeah. And also to watch how they communicate with each other is just um, just amazing. So much between the two Wachowskis happens not verbally, with gestures and eye contact, you see a slight movement in one or the other and volumes of communication going across it. You will never be in, but so much happens. It's really beautiful. Mm. It's just amazing. And when you're on the set with them and when they're writing, when all of this stuff, what amazing storytellers they are. They make these wonderful stories, but also you're with the storyteller all of the time. It's really, really an amazing quality. I don't see a lot of that in so when you're on set with them, all of this stuff is going on. You get a chair right next to or right behind them. It, it, it is much like a lot of the tone that we set at works is we know how lucky we are. Mm-hmm. We know that this is a great job and a great place to be. Not everybody gets to get through these doors. When they do, we want to let them know what a special experience this is. Let them know. we have. They should feel it, too. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. yeah. wonderful. And that's what you're like. We followed it through here. They set the tone, and that's what we do. Yeah, you you set that tone for us as well when we walk through those doors, for sure. But Absolutely. <laughs> and also, everyone we've interviewed, and we haven't just interviewed, well, we haven't interviewed the stars, <laughs> like the eight. They're all stars. But it hasn't just been the people that usually get the attention, but across the board, everybody says this. Like, this is... It's not a facade for the public. This is the reality that the more we dive in, the more real it becomes. That this this is who they are. It's who the the company is. It's it's real. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. You know, the uh, Wachowski parents uh, right in the neighborhood, and they would come here often. When they come and visit us, they are setting the tone too. And you say, "Oh my God, I know exactly." why the Wachowskis are like they are, because the parents are here and they're so loving and so kind and they can be sitting in our lobby and whoever goes by, they will stop and chat. Tell me who you are. Why are you here? What do you do? How long have you been? And, and it is very much being present with whoever goes by. And some people are like, ma'am, I'm just delivering the packages. <laughs> <laughs> and they just want to get on and move. But it is I had that firsthand because their mom gave me a hug and then 
held my face and looked into my eyes and then pulled me closer. And that was one of my greatest experiences in Chicago when oh, that happened. So yeah. I know exactly, I mean, when you were talking, I felt that love again. And I know exactly what you mean. You know, that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really, really incredible and really unique. You know, we're so lucky. Yeah. And I think it's neat that They've been in Chicago, too, right? I mean, you're traveling the world, but to set a home base in Chicago is also an honoring of the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Lots of choices are made because of family. And, you know, this is this is where they are. So this is where we are. And this is where we, this is where we stay. It's been... Yeah, absolutely. And when we left you that day, um, you, I think you gave us some ideas for where to go to lunch, and we walked through the neighborhood. And of course, we were with James, so he was telling everybody that we walked by <laughs> why we were in Chicago. James Motlow. <laughs> yeah, Maximilian. Yeah, but in the restaurant we went to, too, the community that we felt, even as we walked away, and when people knew that they were connected to Sensei, the love and the respect for people in the community community that they had for the Wachowskis was present too. That is really nice to hear. Yeah. We have tried to be, have worked and it isn't that much work, but we work to be good neighbors here at this facility. Once construction is done, because construction is difficult on everybody, but once we get through construction, you know, we try and be a really good neighbor, keep the building absolutely in tip top shape, be quiet, not, not to work crazy hours, not to, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a great community. It is a great community, and yeah, the Wachowskis are honoring it, and the community honors them. That's wonderful. That one day you decided to say, F school. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was scary. You've been on a great... How many years has it been that you've been on it this has, adventure? It has been 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, it was very scary to do, but boy, did I know this was a great place. It was absolutely wonderful. That's beautiful. That What an experience that you've had. And so now there is a shift. We know now that Kino Works is going to be sold. And you're going on to your next endeavor, which is? I am. I am. I am very excited, thank you for asking, to be entering the world of real estate. I have always liked that special time in life when one buys or sells a home, because I've done both. And I love real estate. I love the industry and houses. I've always wanted to do that. So that gives me the opportunity to do that. So that's what I'm doing. Screw grad school once again. <laughs> right. <laughs> you are so far away from that timeline. <laughs> and I, yeah. Well, you had to go back to school for your license. so Yes, for my real estate license. Yeah. Yes, I have yeah. done that. And I was shopping around. You know, one of, the, one of the great things about having a job that you love, that you absolutely love, is that becomes a high bar in your life. Yeah. Have, has been a high bar. So as I look for what is next, I have something to compare it to that is very favorable. And though in my past in market research, I have had wonderful experience and wonderful teaching bosses and stuff. So they have been great. They just couldn't offer what Kino Works has to offer. <laughs> I'm not sure you're going to find a real estate company that offers that same, but you'll get close. <laughs> well, I found one with a beautiful mission. Nice. I found many that I wanted to work for, and they were great. But there was one with a mission that just really, really clicked with me. So I'm super, super excited to be able to take everything that I've learned here and move on to the next phase of my life. That That's is awesome. Great. Yeah. Can Who you knows? share the mission? Oh, yeah, good. Can you share the um, mission? You know, I, I'm embarrassed that I don't know <laughs> about it, but it is the mission of improving lives through real estate. Nice. Mm. The man who runs it is, I, I, I think, yeah, a good home, thing. Yeah, homes are important. And who knows, one day you might become a broker and continue that mission on yourself because you have a lot of experience. So who knows? You never know what goes ahead in life. For all anything out, I don't want to be a managing broker, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> I'm a bit for that. <laughs> you didn't want to be a facilities manager at one point in your life either. <laughs> And sometimes during the right, <laughs> lots of time in your life. <laughs> this instruction that I got is way too hard. It's impossible. How can I possibly complete this? And we've got four hours. But we pull together and get it done. It's really, yeah. really. Cool. It is amazing to. You guys have to be working on. Well, we know you are on some, you know, supercharged 
charged frequency to accomplish everything that you accomplish. You guys yeah. are miracle workers. And yes, times it is. And also the other, another thing that's so interesting is, is everything here is so collaborative. People are always ready to jump in and help you, which is great. We always often have to say, no, 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 you make movies, we work on this. What is it that you need? It's, it's, it's really wonderful, like the caring and the stepping in, and, and we share a lot. I, I have the opportunity to talk about what the creative people are doing in the process. It's really, yeah. really a thing, and, and know my place, that, you know, I, I back it up, I don't do it, but I can lend a voice at times or mm -hmm. a perspective or a, it's really, really unique. Lana has a, a door that she bought at an auction that's beautiful. Uh, there's a, a charity in Chicago. I would say the one that it is, but I'm not sure exactly which one it is, but they do a uh, auction every year of some form of art. And one year they had artists decorate doors. I'm sorry, I should say designers design doors. And then they auction them off. And you probably know where I'm going with this one because it's hanging outside our theater door. It's a large door where the designer had uh, written on it, uh, leave your ego at the door. So much of that is what we'll do and have to do and step up to do. And it, it is really amazing. As you're describing the door again, I'm flashing back to being in there. And, the, you know, this tour is kind of going the way it did, where we kind of just moved and then talked and then moved and then talked. But yeah. I, <laughs> we didn't mention uh, Ganesh, right? We did not. And, uh, that is, I yes, that is uh, a favorite prop here. It's big. It's the biggest one I ever had to deal with. <laughs> when it came, the crate was so big it wouldn't fit through our garage doors. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> and it is from Sense8. And if I had Jason here, he would tell me exactly which one it is because there are several Ganeshas in Sense8. They use them in the opening sequence in the parades. And then they also have Kala, praise to a Ganesha. Mm -hmm. And I think the one that we have is from the opening sequence, but I don't know for certain. But it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's very prominent. Very large. Yeah. It is very representative of the cool stuff that we get to deal with. And that's facing the door where last time I saw it, it was. Leave your ego yeah. at the door. Right. Ganesh is looking <laughs> at the door almost. Right. right. Almost. It's like an angle. But yeah, almost but yeah. towards the theater doors. Yeah. So now that we're all imagining this spot, what happens when we look up at the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, off at the ceiling, we have an incredible prop. It is a sentinel from the Matrix. It is a one of the surviving ones that they use. They use, use so many, but it is one of the surviving ones that is full size to what they used in the film, and it's very large. And its legs are, I guess they would call those legs, I don't know, they're spread out around, and it's up above. It's very ominous and menacing, and you think it's going to eat you when you walk around <laughs> that corner the first time. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, almost every prop here has a great story, and that one has a great story because it was in their original, beyond the story of it being used for film, but what happens to it as it gets passed along the way. Uh, but that one was in their Venice office, and when they moved to Chicago, the body to that arrived, but the legs never did. Oh, whatever happened to those? So we searched and searched and searched and tried to get legs and tried to have them uh, recreated. And then finally we got them. One day somebody arranged it. I have no idea who it was. I don't even know. One day this huge truck arrived, somebody trying to drop stuff off. What? What? What is this? <laughs> and this guy said, hey, I got these big hoses for you. Oh, my God. These are the sentinel legs that have been missing for many, many years. And we put wow. them up there. Oh, it looks ominous. Yes. <laughs> it does. Like that. Quite badass. <laughs> yeah, it is it is really nice. Yeah. And it, what was cool with that, too, is the art department was here for, uh, I think it was on Cloud Atlas at the time, and they came and arranged the legs for us in a way that original to the thing. And it was great for them because they got to work with it again. Nice. So, yeah, it's nice. And then peeking back into the, I'm very visual. I'm just like teleported yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> peeking back into the conference room. And this one I'm not sure about because I didn't know Tino and Virgo back then. But are there paintings of theirs in that room? Indeed there are. But I don't think they were here. They, I don't, they were not here when you guys were here. Which oh, okay. <laughs> so I just teleported for real. <laughs> but they are 
amazing the paintings that they have. We have three enormous paintings that I I don't know if they both did them or one did them. By the way, I listened to your podcast with Tino and Virgo. They're and awesome. I love them. Yeah, it was really, really fun. They have yeah, such, they're a, amazing. such a wonderful connection. It was great listening to them. Um, but uh, so we have three of their amazing Sensei prop paintings, and they're huge. And I would love to fit one of them in my home, but they're too big for anybody's home. <laughs> <laughs> and they're great. How did you How did you find out those were in there? I don't know. Now I'm like, whoa, am I really she, teleporting? She is I am psychic. A, I mean, it's a thing. Working. Maybe they were. Maybe we had just put them out. Or maybe well, you were telling us they were going to be, and then I just visualized it. I'm pretty vivid yeah. in my imagination. There is a lot of things in that room, and I have to say again, I was you were talking to everybody, and I'm just like, are these the chairs? Like, there is so much memorabilia in that room. So I noticed the chairs, and then there was the Cloud Atlas stuff there, but then those... There was the chairs. And so that was kind of like where my attention was at. <laughs> there was just the chairs. Right, so. and you, know what's, you know what's so funny about those chairs? Often it's important for people to know which is the Neo chair and which is the Morpheus chair. And I always forget. But you can, <laughs> if you look at the Matrix by the markings on the chair, you can tell which is which. So out of desperation, and I probably had to do it for you. You did, I yes. Just <laughs> <laughs> I threw underneath each cushion a piece of paper that has that on it so I can lift to see which is which. Jason can do that. He knows exactly. <laughs> the other thing about uh, those paintings that we were talking about, whether they were there or whether they were not, one of the things that we worked really hard to do is props are so cool, so amazing, but you never know the fragility of them. Try not to move them around too much start to get damaged. They're not meant for the long haul. We spend a lot of time protecting them. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very much is a museum. And uh, those paintings, I was so afraid of because they're just so big. I don't want to damage them. But we got them propped up now. And- so the uh, elephant or the Ganesh in the room? <laughs> 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 the big, the big ele- I'm back at the elephant, you guys. Come with me. <laughs> with them, it's the Ganesh. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's got orange pants on and things very colorful. It is. And then using that as the metaphor for the elephant in the room, the announcement just came out that Keenan Works is closing and everybody is asking on social media, what does that mean for the future? We know what it means for you. Yes. That is a great question. Well, I would have to say, though, you know, we know that we are all moving on in some way. It's always happening and happening in some way. Your life is changing. Wachowskis are and will always be creative people. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine that they would be doing creative things. Mm-hmm. And they have such amazing voices and creativity and talent and platform. I can't imagine we wouldn't hear something of what's going on. I don't know. You know, one of the things that's a peculiarity about my job is I always have a list of questions a mile long. And so little time to ask them any of those questions. Mostly, I never have answers to anything. So <laughs> this feels a lot like that. I <laughs> mostly don't know what I don't know what is happening. Uh, just really, everybody is so grateful for the time we've had. Ben. Right, just, and that's just, a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah, you know, I to have lasted in this year as long as I have is just wonderful. And to, to, to have that impact on my life. I agree with you. They are creators. And I don't think, I mean, if they wanted to just, you know, chill the rest of their life, they totally deserve that. Right. <laughs> but I, it's hard for a creator not to create. So whether yeah. they share how In they share it, whatever is, form, yeah. whatever challenge they want to take on next, it's, it, their impact is always going to be here for everyone, in my opinion. And I yeah. think... Um, you know, you touched on gratitude and being grateful for being there the whole time. I think gratitude is a, an amazing thing to celebrate. But something that's really kicked in for me, and we've we've actually set a whole podcast aside. It's called uh, Aftermath, where we talked about what we think everybody should do and what direction they should take in their own personal life after the season two finale. But one of the things that Lana said on stage after that night in Chicago 
was she just hopes that the art that she made, which was Sense8, will inspire other people to make beautiful art such as that. And I think, to me, that is the essence and the message. You know, we, we would all love more, but the best thing we can do is experience it ourselves and give that gift to everybody around us in whatever means you have to do that. So to me, that, 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 that's just where I would direct things to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk a lot about creativity and, you know, uh, what a value that is in life. And a lot of times I like, wind up with something that isn't particularly creative. And that is that is OK. And, you right. know, an accountant, that is a wonderful job. But you can take elements of creativity wherever they are. One of the beautiful things about my job and my career here, what they have allowed me to do, we get a lot of freedom. You're doing a good job. You just get to do that and sort of create the job that you want, but I never would have imagined that for me, well, first of all, being a facilities manager, right, and I never would have imagined that, but it's been a wonderful job. I have loved it, but to be able to approach this job that I have creatively, I never would have done if I hadn't done it in this creative field. So being around all of these people have allowed me to take a job that is very pragmatic, very you know, do this, do that. I don't have to work it that way. We can we can be inspired by others' creativity and insert it where we don't think it necessarily is, and it has so much added value. You know, it is a whole different experience that I had had I not been with people who are mm -hmm. so creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But really getting ingrained in it has been just amazing. And, you know, to be able to give an instruction to somebody, let them do it their way, and whatever they come up with, is right and we can work with that has been wonderful and that's really the, like such a gift that i've gotten from many areas in my life but really got ingrained here at kino Works. It, it, it has been incredible Excellent. such a gift yeah and creativity is the attitude like you're saying like it is every we are creation energy creativity is everywhere so whether it's a facilities manager or a real estate agent or a writer or a film producer, it's the source energy that is all of us. So I love what you said about tapping into it in whatever way it fits for you. Yeah, I think, you know, we watch these stories like these sensates. They're so brave. You know, we get to take that into our lives there. But then if you go the step beyond, you know, somebody wrote this. Wow. I can do that or I can own something that I know that I am good at and that will be fine. It will be wonderful. It, there, there's great advice that people give. We talked, we've talked about this a lot. You know, when times are bad politically, what do we do? And, and there's great advice to buckle down and make art, which is wonderful. But I always thought that that advice wasn't for me because I'm not an artist. But I can tap into that feeling of being creative easier than like, Oh, it's art that I need to make, so I'll I'll paint or I'll draw or I'll write or I'll do something. No, I will I will approach this thing that I'm doing with that artist's eye or with that creative eye. It's it, it is wonderful. Problem solving is really just being creative, right? Like if you have this problem, you have to create a solution. Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. And when we approach problem solving from that aspect that you just mentioned of being a creator versus approaching a problem where we have stress and we have to figure something out, it puts us in a state of being that's not as beneficial to finding a solution as if we come into things as a creator, then our imagination can open up and we can just start to think and brainstorm about how this problem is going to get solved. And it, it just has a much nicer flow. And that doesn't mean you have to make art of any sort, right? But you're still helping out and contributing in a creative way. Right, right. Like the, like the art that I make, the, the, the stuff that I paint or draw or write, mm -hmm. no one should be exposed to that. <laughs> except if it has value. But how, what is in my life that I can do that with? Yeah. It, to have the freedom to do that is, is, is really wonderful. When you were talking about when you get stressed out about it or you know, the difficulty of the difficult time, that's the unnatural way of being. To get rid of that would mm -hmm. be so wonderful to be free to just do the stuff that needs to get done. Solve the problem. You got to create solutions instead of solve problems. I know yep. it's a very subtle thing there, but it, it's, yep. it's magic. 
I just, um, I'm listening to you guys, but I floated a little bit into just like the growth. And I just got a really exciting feeling starting to bubble up in my belly uh, about the potential that is to come. And we started this kind of conversation off in the question of what does it mean, you know, that Kino Works is closing in Chicago and it means there's more to come. Like to me, whenever there's an ending, there's so much more that happens after that. And whatever that is, it sets free for everyone. And I'm, I keep flashing back to what you said about Lana and Lily and how they communicate with just this, those tiny subtleties. And then I think of this wave going out into the world with everyone that was impacted by this reaching those higher states of communication and subtleties and energy exchanges. And I just got really excited. <laughs> you put it so beautifully when you said that means there's more to come. The past is still there, right? Right. No one can take away from us that feeling we had. Like for me, the hallelujah. In, uh, ah, mm -hmm. yeah. I will, every time I see that, that is going to be the, you know, I'm either at tears or on the verge of tears because it's just so wonderful it's not going to go away still right. we, we yeah. take that into the world with us as we go along and more and more people are going to experience it i mean it is still getting bigger like this is the matrix you know this is going to my grandchildren will be talking about this well mine specifically because i'll teach them <laughs> but other people's grandchildren will be having conversations about this you know yeah, I think so. I think so. There's, there is, you know, well, what is Sense Eight is all about the connection. We are all connected, and it's, it's there. Sometimes won't it's not. be. Wouldn't it be so amazing when the generation comes? It's like, yeah. So what? <laughs> like, we're all doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll come. Yeah, it would. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we get to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Awesome. All right, Dave. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you uh, very much. For taking us <laughs> through the tour of the building and letting us know your thoughts on where things are going to go. And also, do you want to let people know where they can contact you if they need to buy a house? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. I will be working at and started working at Center Coast Realty in Chicago. Thank you for all right, plug. Center Coast Realty and Dave Walsh, and he will hook you up with the fattest house ever. It will be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you are very kind. <laughs> and if you ask for special attention, you might get cough syrup and a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> this special Sensei be... deal. <laughs> Before I go, I wanted to say to you guys that uh, when you guys were in Chicago for the premiere, it was so much fun. That yeah, was, it was, uh, yep. yeah. It was just wonderful. I met you guys. Well, before I had met you guys, and there was talk of uh, these podcasters want to come <laughs> or ask, and I thought, there is no way in hell that's going to happen. There it is. It's going to happen. And then I met you. Like, oh, no. I think it's going to work. And we've talked several times since then, mm -hmm. and it has been absolutely wonderful. Your dedication and uh, what you do about Sensei and it was Sensei. It's been really, really great to meet you guys. Well, thank you, Dave. You too. Thank you thank very you. much. Thank yeah. you. Means a lot. Yeah. I kind of had a little, I was just like, oh, the facilities manager, you know? So, <laughs> and then it was you, and you were amazing. <laughs> so, well, that's the, the, another thing that's so interesting about Kino work, too. Like, we, you know, we, we have these titles, but they really don't. Yeah. Is, you know, the reception is valuable and wonderful and, and great job. I sat up there and learned so much, but you're always so much more than your title. And like the mm -hmm. family aspect here that we take on, like everybody can do anything and we're all ingrained in people's lives. When cleaning sensates because they're something and they invite everybody in, you think, what the hell am I? Here I am. <laughs> I'm sitting at the front door. Everybody is stopping work to watch this scene that that Lana is so impacted by. This is really cool. Actually, another really great thing that happened when I first started working here was uh, I was the receptionist, 
and they were walking out the door to go to, I believe it was London, and they had the script for Cloud Atlas, and as they were leaving to get in their car to take them to the airport, Lana looked at me, puzzled, and said, did you get your copy of the script? No. Before I go, I want to make sure you get that. I'm answering the phone here. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, I get that. That was really great. That's neat. That is awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wow. And it was such an honor to be there. And I know Maximilian is so beautiful in her requesting us being there and everybody saying yes. I didn't expect it either, to be honest, but it was such an honor and And a pleasure and fun and a great memory to have. Yeah. 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 And that's when we, you know, we started talking about having you on. And then when we found out it was closing, I just, my heart filled up and I thought, how wonderful to give a tribute to that space because the Wachowskis continue on, life continues on, the creations continue on, like we said, but that space now transforms into something else and to give tribute to those 10 years, is it's an honor that you came on here to help us do that and to let more people into the beauty of it through your eyes. Well, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. I just want to give a big thanks to Dave Walsh. Thank you for coming on our show and sharing your stories of your journey with Kino Works and the Wachowskis and the big Wachowski family over there. We really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Good luck to you in your new endeavor. And for you listening, if you're out there in Chicago and you're looking for a new place to live, definitely look up Dave Walsh and he'll set you straight. And I have a big shout out going to Sarah Applegate, the editor of the Live Sensei podcast. I want to give you a big, 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 big thank you for listening and spending your time with us here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to ask. You can hit us up on Twitter at live underscore sense eight or at an email address team at live sense And always you can join our growing community over at patreon.com forward slash live sense eight where you can voice your opinion about where we're going next grab some exclusive perks and support us so we can grow until next time stay connected